I had no idea how to be a husband. I had no idea how to, how to, um, how to interact with a woman on that level. I had no clue. These kind of relationships disturb when we don't take the time to know what it is to say, to know how to. Welcome, welcome. I have Brocky and Gene Archie's cheesing. Go ahead, sis. Thank I'm you. I'm excited to be here. From Where's Brunch Podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, you guys indeed. got different things going on individually, but for the sake of episode 55, Tune the Fort Guest, I have a couple, a unit. Known as Where's Brunch, Where's Brunch podcast yes. with Brocky and Trina. How you guys yes, doing? Yes, thank you for the for the, the subline there too. You know yeah. with Brocky and Trina. That's our official. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I didn't it's even fine. know that. That shit yeah. just felt natural. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that is it. That is it. Yes. Thank, thank you. you guys for uh, for agreeing to um, join. I, I recommend everybody follow. Um, Where's Brunch podcast on all the social media platforms. I'm not going to spend a lot of time necessarily digging deep into all of that because mm -hmm. I feel like we should get kind of like directly into it. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. get into the mud, baby. Okay, it. perfect. So as it stands now, everybody has been divorced. I've been divorced. Let me take a step back. The purpose of this conversation is to have a dialogue about marriage, mm -hmm. love, relationships, family. Mm -hmm. That was something that I that popped up um, in one of your things earlier, um, one of the videos that I was watching. And I think marriage is a piece of that to it. I think it's a significant piece. And we can talk about what we agree and disagree about that. But I think um, I don't think anyone is necessarily here to change anybody's mind one way or the other about what should or shouldn't be done, but just the honest conversation about our past to the degree we can be honest, our comfort levels and all of that. And just, you know, um, just talk about it. Open book, baby. Okay. Hey, let's do it. Um, who's pro marriage? Yeah. You both are pro marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Before we got here, I'm pro-marriage too. Before we came on, I sent you guys a list of questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read the list of questions for you first. Okay. Because hey, you're the woman and we got to, you know. Ladies first. that ladies first. Yes. Even though we're supposed to be gender neutral and all this old shit. Man, listen. <laughs> so, Which list are you reading first? Huh? Which list are you reading first? Marie hers. Okay. Mine. I don't know if he was reading mine to you or something yeah. else. Uh, you know. Was there anything on that list that you feel he knows or doesn't know or he pretty much knows everything? Oh. Or y'all talked about it? We talked about it all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We talked about, how can you not? It's been, we're like two years in now. Like. So I found your question, your answers interesting. And I want to talk a little bit more about the questions, okay. about the answers. 
Um, so the first question I asked you was, what is the purpose of marriage? I wondered if I answered that right. It, it, I don't think there's a wrong answer. <laughs> now, it, it might be wrong in regards to, like, what, if your first two was in line with the purpose of marriage. But, okay. It's totally don't line up with what happened. All right. But, you know. So what is the purpose of marriage? I believe your answer. Mm -hmm. I believe the purpose is a union based in love and partnership with the hopes of building a life together. Yeah. Okay. The second question I asked you was, why did you get married the first time? You've been married twice. Yes, Lord. And divorced twice. How mm -hmm. old were you when you got married the first time? 20. How old is Jordan? Jordan is 21. So I think I was 23 or 24. Okay, so you, you were 23, 24 when you got married. Yeah, something like that. And you had a child, out, mm -hmm. one child out of that marriage. No, I had two girls. Out of that marriage. But before we were married, Jordan was born. We got married after she was born. Okay. Yeah. And how long did you stay married in that relationship? <sighs> 10 years, 8 years. Okay. Eight years. 2002, we got married. We got divorced in 2010 finalized in 2010. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I asked you, why did you get married the first time? Your answer was, we had our daughter and believed it was what we were supposed to do. Yep. There was pressure because of all the rest of our friends were doing it. Yep. Now, when I asked you the question, what was the purpose of marriage? Is that something you grew into understand marriage to be? Oh, definitely. Because at 20-something, you don't know. Like, I was five seconds out of college. Okay. And five seconds into real life. Like, there wasn't even enough time for me to understand what the responsibility of it was. And, I mean, truth be told, we went to premarital counsel and they said, don't do it. Okay. The, the, the counselor said... I don't think y'all should get married. And, 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 and what made you want to go through with it anyway? I mean, we called it off a few times. And then finally, we were just like, we're, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do it. Okay. I, I really couldn't give you an answer other than we just decided we were going to do it anyway. We had already spent the money, paid for the venue, did all this stuff. I mean, literally, we had called it off like a month before. I think when there was an argument, there was, you know, stuff. But, yeah, we just pushed through okay. in spite of, which probably wasn't a good idea. And the counseling after all that? We had the counseling before that. But after y'all paid and had arrangements and all that stuff, y'all made the, the counseling after that or before that? We did the counseling before uh, that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Counseling was before everything. We were just engaged in going through trials and tribulations of being engaged with a one-year-old one year old and okay. just figuring out life. And that counselor was like, I don't think I should get married. Okay. And we walked away from it like, yeah, do it anyway. <laughs> That's an important piece. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Uh -huh. So the second, the, the, the next question is, what was the cause for the first divorce? <sighs> the answer, I found out my ex was cheating with women he worked with and several other women. Correct. That's hard. Lab. That's very fucked up. Yep. Okay. 
I just, yeah. And for the last question for this section is what did you learn most about yourself from the first marriage? And you said to trust your gut. All the signs were there not to get married, and we did it anyway, and to not allow societal pressures to influence me. So that, so that pretty much is the first marriage, why you got married, the purpose of marriage, mm -hmm. why you got divorced, and what you learned about yourself. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to answer, I'm going to read your answers. Mm -hmm. Um. For that first half, too. I asked him, similarly, what is the purpose of marriage? Answer, that's multi-layered. It's something we do to fulfill our duty from a cultural perspective. In that regard, it's a natural progression of dating, etc. Also, the purpose of marriage is to be faithful to a spouse in the eyes of Allah and to keep from committing sin through fornication. So in that answer, I took it to, 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 to kind of imply you are a spiritual practicing Muslim. Or not, I don't want to go out, you're Muslim. Yes. Okay. And from that context, you do believe in the union of marriage and how that, from a, from a religious standpoint, kind of like just crystallizes the, the union between those two people. Absolutely. Now, do you believe premarital sex and fornicating is a sin? Yes. You do? Mm -hmm. And you still sin? We all do. Okay. But that <laughs> one, but, but okay, okay, yep. okay. I just wanted to hear you say it. Yep. Oh, yeah, I we sure all do. sin. I sure do. <laughs> He's I'm, not sure, though. Yep. When the last time you sin? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a couple minutes ago, I said the champagne. <laughs> okay. So, you're a religious dude. No. I'm not very religious, um, but my spirituality, I used to be very religious, um, and then my spirituality was here, and I recognized that, and then over time, my religious practice decreased and my spirituality increased. So, but I'm very aware of those things, though, all those okay. things. Like, yeah. Okay. Question I asked you, why did you get married, why did you get married the first time? Mm -hmm. Answer, young and dumb. <laughs> Damn. Can you expound on that? All the stuff that she said in her answer is exactly what I meant by that. There are so many signs there that it should not have happened. And No, but why did you get married? Oh, why did I get married? Yeah. Um, I was young and dumb. I was I thought, you know, I was in love with this person. We were really good friends. Okay. That was really the key more than anything else. We were really good friends way before we even started dating and stuff like that. And then um, this, uh, the, the whole distance make the heart grow fonder thing, mm -hmm. I spent time overseas and we grew closer then. And that created the illusion that I was in love with this person. I don't think I really was. But I was too young to recognize that. I mean, okay. I have, yeah. So I think if I look back on it in hindsight, that's that's pretty much what it was. How old were you when you got married? I had to be um, uh, 24, 25 around there somewhere. Okay. And how long did y'all stay married? Uh, like three years or some change. Okay. How long were y'all dating before you got married? Uh, we were friends for, we were, see, we were friends for 
probably dating for maybe a year or two. Okay. Something like that. Okay, so start dating around 22. Well, we, we you knew her before. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what was the cause for the first divorce? Answer. We were in a toxic relationship, fighting and arguing all the time. We had different approaches to so many things. I didn't want to raise a child in that environment. Your son is from the first marriage? Yes. Okay. Um, and so was he one or two or whatever when you guys got divorced? He was a baby now. Okay. All right. Um, last question for this section. Why did, what did you learn about yourself from the first marriage? That I am a man of peace. Answer. I am a man of peace. I don't want to fight with or be malicious towards people or allow that energy towards me. So I got married when I was around 30. The woman that I was dating was eight years older than me. I used to like older women a lot. I had mommy shit I was working on. <laughs> Do what you had to do, Just baby. to be straight. Um, we dated for about three and a half, four years before we got married. Um, we got married March 24th of a year. I can't even remember the year. I left November of the same year. And then we stayed married for about a year and a half or so after wow. just going through the divorce and finally ending it. The reason why I got married was because I didn't want her to leave. She was ready to have kids at that age. I thought um, that you're supposed to get married. That's just the natural progression of a relationship. And whatever feelings you have or don't have, whether you feel like you're ready or not, that's just some shit you deal with once you get in the boat and start going forward. And I didn't realize at all even when I was in my 30s at that time, what the fuck marriage was. <laughs> when I answered the question, what is the purpose of marriage? That's a new answer. That's not the answer that I had back when I was 30 and actually did it. And I think the reason why I got divorced is because I didn't, I had a, I had a skewed view on what marriage was and even what my role was in a marriage. And so um, I pulled that motherfucking parachute quick because I didn't have, it just, it's just what I did. Um, the purpose of marriage for me, kind of like to piggyback on what you were saying in the clip, is I think it is a physical expression of your commitment to someone else. And I think it is something that two people do um, to a community of, to, in, in front of a community of people that symbolizes the commitment and the love that you have. It's a proclamation in a way where you're saying, hey, we're getting ready to embark on this very difficult journey. Rarely are two people doing it alone. It is a community-based Thing, just as raising a kid is. It takes a village to raise a kid, a family. It takes a motherfucking village to sustain a marriage. That's something that, 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 that I believe. And so, um, because when I think about marriage, I have to ask myself, what does a marriage get you 
that just dating doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the things that we were describing in marriage on like why you get married is something that you can do without getting being married. Like you can love somebody. You can, you can commit to them. You can, you can do those things without being married. And so I think sometimes we conflate, um, what we can do outside of it. Um, so I'll stop there. Um, any questions? Any comments? You have anything? No. So when you said that, that's that's what you said the night that we were all out. You, you, myself, and Joe. And I started to put that on the answer, but I had to live with it for a little while longer. You know what I'm saying? Before I start proclaiming that, but I believe that. That's okay. A great point, and it actually changed my viewpoint towards, like I said in the clip, towards the whole marriage thing and with like the whole funeral thing. Um, there is an importance in the whole standing in front of your tribe and saying, this is what we are now. You know what I mean? So not everybody act accordingly, but you know, everybody act accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of value in that. So that was profound. Um, and it was good that, that you said that, that I got that from you. Uh, cause it, it just changed because like, like you were saying, um, what is a piece of paper for me? That's in my mind. What's a piece of paper, yeah. a legal document? You can't take my love for this woman higher by stamping a piece of paper. It's just not gonna, not gonna work. So, yeah, it's a lot of value in what you said there. How involved were your were were your family and close friends in the um, maintenance and repair of your first marriage? Listen. Let's talk about the pre part. Nobody had anything to say except for my mom. Um, when we called it off one time, she pulled away and was like, okay, I'm not going to support this. Y'all can't seem to figure this out. I'm not supporting this, which meant she was also pulling money from the wedding. She's like, we're we not paying for this because y'all don't have it together. I didn't learn until after when the divorce was happening how many people didn't care for him, didn't care for the union, didn't like him, didn't like how he was treating me, all this kind of stuff. After I was like, well, how come nobody said anything in advance of? Yeah. You know, like, how come y'all didn't come to me and talk to me and, and be like, girl, and this is what I think and all that stuff. I didn't hear all of the, 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 the discourse until the divorce was happening. How did that make you feel? It made me feel like, what the hell are y'all here for? Like, y'all are supposed to talk to me. If you see a red flag, if you hear something, if you whatever, and, and in particularly to his boys, one of which is my cousin and the godfather to our daughters and his crew of holding him accountable for his behavior. And I felt like they weren't. And I was very vocal with them about y'all not, y'all see him out here in the streets and y'all not holding him accountable. Yeah. And that ain't cool. And y'all see me, y'all coming to birthday parties and y'all in my face knowing the dirt that's being done behind my back and not caring for me in the way that I'm family to y'all. So that really, that bothered me. How was your people? How, how involved were they? Very similar. Um, they, I found out after the divorce that like nobody cared for her. Um, but my parents are cool. But I think 
but my parents was more of how much they loved me, how close they are to me. So they just kind of like maybe had a blind eye towards or didn't even see certain stuff that was happening. But my sisters, my grandmother, my aunts, and I, and I I'm not here to drag nobody or anything like that. So if she's watching this later on, you know what I'm saying? Yo, it's, it's peace. But that's how it was. Um, they, they, didn't, they didn't care for her. So repair-wise, there was no repair mm-hmm. efforts from, from anybody. You're not going to go against what I wanted. I, I decided to leave that that situation so they're gonna support me I definitely had some girlfriends who were in the circle like well are you sure you really want to leave this this you know it's stable and your house and the money and the this and the that and all of that and I was just like so y'all want me to be miserable mm-hmm. and be disrespected and just stay and, and just assimilate to it and make it seem normal because that's what the women who were in my circle were telling me, that I should just stay and, and ride it out and just because I'm maintaining a lifestyle. And if I leave, that lifestyle is going to change. Mm-hmm. So I received that from the sister friend circle. College friends were like, take it or leave it. But again, I didn't really hear the true discourse until we were divorcing. So nobody said anything. To me. The thing that was different, though, is my my ex-wife is Indian. Indian. She's from India. And they are very close-knit people. And one of the things that was real apparent through our process is they didn't they didn't do shit like black people do it. Like mm-hmm. not getting your business. Like they, where I am now in my thoughts about it is really a result of how I saw them respond to our divorce and how they rallied and how they came together, how they were willing to be open, how they wanted it to work and got in places where my upbringing didn't make it comfortable for me to have outsiders be like that in my life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm coming up like, nah, that ain't, it's between me and her. The last fucking thing that is actually Mm -hmm. true. I didn't know better about how you leverage community. Because accountability is deeper than just calling somebody when you fucking around and calling them out. Like so many things have failed in the process. Once you get there that I feel the community and the 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 proclamation, you're you're giving people permission to get in your fucking business Mm -hmm. when you do that. Absolutely. And you giving people permission to hold everybody accountable and to rally around so that this thing can sustain. Um, and, so, and, and so moving forward, the idea that there's no way, just so you, there's no way I could be cool with Brocky and we go out and I watch this nigga wild out. There's no way mm-hmm. that could happen. Five years ago, I wouldn't be able to say that. 
Right. I, I just wouldn't be able to say that. Like, I see you as a genuine extension of him and vice versa. And I have to be just as accountable to you, even though we don't have the kind of connection that he and I have. I got to be just as accountable to you because you are a reflection of that. Now, the challenge with that is, is when we get married, that's saying something different, I feel, to the group mm -hmm. than just saying, even though I wouldn't fuck around and be cool with it, I feel like it's a, it's, he's saying, yo, man, I want you, I, I invite you in on it now at this point. Um, and I don't know. How do you guys take advice now or how, how have you been taking advice outside of therapy, right? But just in terms of like your crew of people. Uh, I mean, you're part of that. Um, and I, I mean, we are forthcoming. You know what I'm saying? We, we talk to each other about all types of stuff all the time. So I, I take it very seriously. Like we've had uh, literally like life-changing conversations. You know what I'm saying? As, as big or small as those changes are, they are life-changing at the end of the day. So my crew, yeah, that's how it is. Like, we have, you know, when we talk to each other, we listen to each other. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of that, and she knows that. Like, she compliments me about that um, and, and, and admires that, with, with the crew that I have. So, yeah. That's the thing I admire about you, too, bro, because your ego... I mean, you have an ego, but you don't. It's not the kind of ego that dudes generally generally have between one another, man. It's, it's you know, we got our insecurities, we got our way of moving, and all of that old kind of shit. But at the same time, a nigga's open, which is a beautiful mm -hmm. thing, because otherwise, what's the point? You know what I mean? <laughs> Period, bro. Like, it's it is literally the best way to live to be yourself at all times um and then you can you know there's multiple layers to us not to dive down this path but there's multiple layers to us so you being this version of you or this version of you don't mean that you're fronting or acting funny or acting different you're just being a different you being yourself so you go into a job interview you're going to be a little different than you are <clears> hanging out with your boys and whatnot for the sake of what you're trying to accomplish over on that end but you're still being yourself because at some point you are going to have to answer to whoever you've been faking to. Mm -hmm. yeah. At some point, so whether that's a job, you get hired, and later on down the line, you're no longer friendly Jeff. You Jeff from around the way. Now it's a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I look, mm -hmm. you're gonna in the, in the job interview, you're gonna get my sense of humor. You're going to get all these things. And if you don't like that, then I don't need to be where you guys are. Have you always had that? No. I learned that. I learned that. I don't know when that clicked. Um, probably when my back was against the wall at some point. Because, you know, those are those moments. But I learned that, bro. And, um, you know, and it, it, some of it comes from my dad. And just to kind of bounce, to go back a little bit in my first marriage... I remember calling my dad. I remember where I worked. I remember where I was sitting when I went outside because I used to talk to him, confide in him about the problems I was going through in that marriage, the fights, the arguments, all those things. And, you know, over time, we became friends more than father son, right? So he would do the same. I'm like, bro, you're talking to me about my mom right now. But, you know, that's yeah, yeah, you know, there. Yeah, yeah. And I said, 
I was talking to him about, yo, man, this, 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 that, and the thing. And he said, what you need to do is make a decision and go with it. That's it. And I was like, that's mm. some profound shit. And that's what I did. So I was like, wow. the last argument we had, I was like, yo, it's a wrap. That's it. How are you with your, with your circle? Um, now it's so different because we are over 40 and they have watched me go through not once, but twice a falling apart of sorts. And me being very real and very honest with them about needing them to be honest with me, about needing the circle to communicate and be there for me, because there were some really, really dark times. I mean, the first marriage, I lost everything. My house, uh, the sense of stability. Uh, my grandfather died at that time, who I was confiding in about everything. It just so happens. <laughs> I was calling him. I literally sat with him. After my separation, when I officially moved out and was talking to him in the hospital, and he died mm. that day that I was catching him, just talking to him. Um, so that's my house. I had to file for bankruptcy. My daughter went through cancer. Um, there was so much happening at the time of the divorce that I didn't think I was going to make it through. Like, I was like, is there anything else that could possibly <laughs> happened to test me through this right now. And I was like, but I don't care. I ain't going back to that nigga. Yeah. I don't care. It's, it, no, that's not an option. But it was just in my girlfriend's understanding because I was very raw and I was very honest about how horrible I was feeling, how burnt out, how beat down, how exhausted, how just out of it I was. And so now when we talk, it's, it's different. And they comment like, you guys are so happy and y'all are so, you know, and I'm really, I like Rocky and, you know, all of that. So it's, there's a different conversation because from our 20s to our 40s now, a whole lot of shit has gone down where we've had to hold each other down and talk each other off ledges a few times. Who, you in your circle? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've kind of been, I mean, I think I was the first person in my friend circle to get married, the first person to have kids. All that stuff. Mm. I was I was the I don't know the poster child for what not to do in any instances. <laughs> don't do this. The uh, what do you call it? The, the, the crash it? test. Dump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But I was happy to share it and be honest with them and be real about. I mean, just having daughters, having teenage daughters, just going through all of the phases that I've gone through, and I've had some really close friends, and we've been able to talk each other through some stuff. But now, <clears throat> oh, it's different now. They deep diving his whole page. They they looking. They they looking early when they heard about him. Like, all right, let me go check this dude out. Let me go see if he's a yes or a no. I ain't delete one thing <laughs> when I met Trina. Yeah. Oh, they was checking. Oh, the whole, it was CIA level. They was checking. So it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's definitely different. It's I different. have a question about your your situation specifically about your daughters. Mm -hmm. How did you end a marriage with a man like that without 
let me take a step back. What is your daughter's relationships like with their dad? Oh, they're great. They, oh, it's they, great. Okay. They, they, yeah, they're, they're at his house now. They're okay. nice home right now. They're at his so, house right now. So how did you end that relationship with that much betrayal uh-huh. and not project that on the daughters and still leave space and room for them to know their dad as their dad. How did you do that? So one of the things I learned from my grandmothers, or one grandmother in particular, my grandfather had three children outside of the marriage on her and she stayed with him and raised her five children with him while that was all still going on. I never ever once spoke ill of him to them. I never let them know what was going on. They didn't know that I was going to court, that there was, you know, a, a court order for his arrest for not paying child support. I never <laughs> spoke ill of him, even when he didn't come to pick them up, when he canceled his visits, when he didn't keep them for his summer times that he was supposed to. I never, ever spoke ill, and I never wanted my family who knew what was going on to speak ill about him in front of them because he's still their father, number mm-hmm. one. Whatever I had going on, whatever arguments, I would go outside, I would go on my balcony, I would close the door, I would go to another level <laughs> of the house. They didn't know. They didn't know until they were teenagers that there was drama. They didn't know that there were court dates that mom was appearing at about their dad and arguing about stuff about what he was and wasn't doing until they were well into their teens. They didn't know. And it was my responsibility as their mother to not taint the image of their father to them, even though I didn't like his ass. Yeah. I still felt like they were owed that right. And to leave them as kids and leave them out of the grown up shit that's going on. You know how hard that is? Oh, it's very hard. My blood pressure is high. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I salute you for doing that. Thank you. Because I don't know many I don't know many women or people who do that. I think most of them get messy and let their emotions get Be in the shit. way. Oh, and yeah, yeah and, 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 and even do like little... The thing I'm real... I try to stay mindful of is that it's all energy. And sometimes it's not necessarily what we're saying but the energy that we're projecting about and kids pick up on that more than they do the words in some cases Absolutely. and so i think that's just going to happen right because you're trying to regulate and manage and so Mm -hmm. the fact that you were still able to do that in a way that maintain that allowed them to maintain a healthy relationship with their dad is is a um is a feat and as a, as a man who know people who have a different experience, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for, 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 for doing that. Yeah. It's the least I could do. I mean, with, I didn't want them to come from trauma, but so much. I mean, it's already yeah. that they're coming from a divorce yeah. set of parents. I didn't want to add that trauma of talking about all the drama. And I would correct my family if they asked me questions and they were in the room. I'd be like, yo, the, the girls are here. Talk about this later. Or we don't need to talk about this. Or I'm not going to talk about this right now. Because just out of respect, I don't want them knowing all the details. Now they're 19 and 21. It's different. Now they understand. Now they realize, mom, you were going through all of that? They didn't need to know that. Yeah. They just didn't need to know. 
There's tons of stuff that I don't know about from when I was a kid that I'm yeah. grateful right. that I don't know. And I just felt like they didn't need to know that. They don't need to know. Mm -mm. They'll figure it out on their own. They'll find out later. I think the, the value in what you, in that decision that you made, I don't know if we really know that, like recognize the value as adults of what you did. Like for instance, my parents, my dad, had, I have a half sister, right? So she's one year younger than me. So my dad stepped outside of the marriage and they stayed together. I didn't, they kept, and, and there was not just peace and love through all, the, all those years. But you, in my mind, the 80s mm -hmm. was sunny every day. The sunny, <laughs> the, it was cold and snowy in the wintertime. But the summers were sunny. We were all happy all the time. And it wasn't until later that I realized how um, tumultuous the, the actual relationship was mm -hmm. and how well they kept that hidden from us. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe, my sister's five years older than me, so maybe she knew more, yeah. but kept it hidden from me. Yeah. And I just reflect back on that. And, and I, I'm happy that they stayed together because I could be a completely different person right now. So your daughters can be completely different yeah. right now mm -hmm. based on the decision you made back then. And that's heavy. I'll be, I was around some stuff, bro, that I walked away from. Yeah. Because of my dad's presence. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, that's, that's great. That's so great. let's talk about that for a minute. Because I... Why don't we stay? What? Why don't we stay like our parents did? Like older. It's a different, it's, this is a different era. Why though? But why should we stay in? Why, why should his mom have stayed? It was a different era then. It might, is it an era thing or is it just what? Generation. I'm, I'm asking honestly, when I think about the shit like this, or even in terms of getting into a marriage, mm -hmm. I feel like. The, the error answer, I'm, I'm about to start pushing back with love. Okay. So just, it, it not, and just to, in terms of just challenge certain, mm -hmm. the error thing for me, I feel is a cop out okay. to a degree. Okay. And, it, and it's a, it's, it, it, it allows us to not sit through something long enough mm -hmm. for the power of the universe and change and all of that kind of stuff to really take place. I feel like we cutting out way too soon when the minute of an infraction, I got a grandmother who had five kids by a marriage. She had nine kids, nine kids, four by her first husband and five by a married dude. The married dude, she was, should I be talking about this? Mm -hmm. She had a side, she was basic, she was basically a side chick. And, but the dude had a wife across the street. Like, I, I, I'm not saying any of this shit is right or healthy, by the way. I want to make sure that I'm clear. But I do pose the question, why don't we stay? I, I learned from my dad. Like, my happiness, I, I have one life to live. And my happiness is not up for debate. So... If I'm putting forth the effort to make this thing work and 
the volume of pushback in this small amount of time is enough for me to be like, I got to get out of here, then I'm out. My dad, my mom stayed with my dad, but she didn't forgive him. So that lesson, the, learn, the lesson I learned from that is, I don't care if it's something that I did wrong, bro. If, if, if we're going to get through this and you're going to forget, it has to be a genuine forgive me and we can push forward. If you don't want to move forward, then let me know that and then I'll be out. So what happened is that you, you stay in a, in a situation miserable for years and that's your life. So I refuse to do that. My dad <coughs> told me he was proud of me and he applauded me doing that. Not saying that he, you know, he wanted to get away from my mom because they still together to this day. Mm -hmm. And and bless them. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah. it. You know what I mean? But he was like, he looked up to me like I was <laughs> a hero <laughs> when I left my first wife. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I just refused to be unhappy. So Right. And I think that's a, so that's a conscious decision that you're making for yourself, I feel. That's not based on an external factor. No, it is, too. So my, my first, that, that ended. The day that ended, she and I had a fight. And argue, we never fought physical. <coughs> physical. We had an argument about what direction the coats hang in the closet. And I'm talking about, you know, she's from East Flatbush, Brooklyn. Like she is all Brooklyn that you all want, you want to know. And it was, and she's a philosophy communications major in college. So she talks, she talks a lot and thinks she knows everything. And these, you know, I said this to you, I said this to you before. And we fought and argued hard with each other. The whole time she was holding my son in her, in her, in her arms. There is no way I was going to raise this child. Here's the external, because it's external for me. No way I was going to have this be the example of what a relationship is supposed to be like to that human being that I'm responsible to putting out there on the planet. So as a, as a, as a rebut to that, though, mm -hmm. you, you said arguing. Two people have to argue. So I, I, I think we're contributing... There are times when we are contributing to recreating like these dysfunctional patterns in ways that we don't necessarily understand. And when we feel like we have an out through the marriage, I think it makes us feel like we don't have to change. And I think it's like that for both. I, I, now I'm, I'm challenging these things from a... I think the divorce card is one that is thrown way faster and easier than it should. Similar to abortion, by the way. I feel like abortion is something, I feel like people get abortion, abortions now as a form of contraception. I, I, that's just how I feel. Now, I'm, so people, whether they have rights to do it and all that, that's a different story, right? That happens. But, but the with the ones, I feel like it's just too much of an easy decision to be made. And and and, and when it's and when the decision can be made to do it easily like that, mm -hmm. you don't have to start, hey, let me just use some more protection, or hey, let me let me let me be a little bit more mindful or careful who I who I sleep and lay down with. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just easy. It's easier now. There's a lot of factors that go into that, those decisions too. Go ahead. 
I would say for me, it took three years for me to leave. It literally took three years. I can remember the date and the time when I knew that this wasn't going to work. And I had two kids under five and I was the single parent in a household with, you know, trying to be supportive. He's an entrepreneur, starting his own business, doing all these things. You know, things are gonna fluctuate. It's never gonna be, you know, all that. And for three years, I saw the decline happen. And even before I left, I still contemplated staying and riding it out because everyone was in my ear about, oh girl, y'all just built this house. You just moved here, this and that, and all this stuff. And you know, this and that, and you're able to do this and that, and the girls are doing this and that, and just all these things. And I had to ask myself, how much did I love myself? How much did I care about my health and my well-being and my safety? Because at this point, I was hip to what was going on. Mm. I was tipped off about the infidelities. And I was like, now I'm looking at my own safety, my own health and my own safety. And at that mark, at that point of three years, I finally said, because my family, my mom and my dad knew that I was thinking about this from three years ago, like, I don't think this is working. I think I should just, and it took me that long, but I really did try because I really wanted to keep my family together for my daughters. I didn't want them to come from divorce because I came from a situation that wasn't paramount. So I don't want my kids to go through, you know, I don't want them to go through that. So it took three years. And at that point it was the last straw. And I just said, okay, I'm packing them up, we're leaving. We're, we're gone. Do you guys feel like people get divorced too easily now? Let's not use your, let's not, do you feel, do you feel it's kind of like a. Maybe people get married not realizing what they're getting into. And then they pull the divorce. Maybe they get married too quickly. They get married too quickly. <laughs> not really knowing what they're getting into. Okay. I, I think some people get divorced too quickly. I think some people get married too quickly. I think there's uh, isolated incidents, of course, you know, it happens, but as a whole, I think people are more today are more tuned with um, in, in our culture. I'm speaking about our culture because I'm around my my people. Right. I think we are more in touch with the universe, more in touch with our existence in it, and more in touch with how energy flows. Mm-hmm. All these different things that weren't even talked about, oh. and on a, a, on this scale back then. Um, I think we were more in touch with these things and knowing how to make ourselves happy mm-hmm. and recognizing when you're not yourself. You're being forced to step out of who you are and, you're, and that's not something that you're gonna put up with. Yep. Your answers about what you learn most was shock, not a shocking, it stood out to me, I'd say, really? because I felt like it was because um, now we're talking about responsibility. And yeah. I think I want to kind of go to that piece. Do it. Yeah. Um, what did you learn most about yourself from the marriage that I am a man of peace? I don't want to fight with or be malicious towards people or allow that energy towards me. So that's what you learned most about yourself in that marriage. Yep. Yep. That marriage because 
like I said, it was constant, bro. We were we had good times too, of course, but it was so much. I, I don't I don't argue with people. I don't get into arguments with people. I don't I don't fight with people. That just argument is one thing. Disagreements is one thing. I don't fight with malicious intent with anybody. I don't want that kind of energy. And that was a constant in that relationship. Before you got married? The spiciness was there before we got married. Married, But the living together and then the marriage, which kind of were you know, lumped in pretty quickly, um, that was when it really escalated. When you in a room with somebody and however many walls, four walls, you're gonna find out. Sound bounces off walls. Things about energy is gonna bounce around. You're gonna get it all, it's gonna be all <clears> over the place. So that's when you learn for real, for real. Cause your answer sounded, I heard whether it was directly or indirectly that there wasn't a lot of not a lot of. It didn't really describe the role that either of you necessarily played. And I got the feeling that there was no participation from, from, your, from the individual side in regards to how things came out to be that way. Because if you say that you're a dude that doesn't like peace, you still... Or that, that wants peace, we still, like, we're getting triggered in these things with these people. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can say that the person triggering us is the source, mm-hmm. where really it's not them that's necessarily the source. Well, I can say for me, I definitely know I wasn't myself in that relationship. The person that I became to become his wife was not the same person that I was circa 1999. Circa, I was, you know, this, okay, I was a party girl in school. I, I'm not even gonna joke about it. In the streets. I was in the streets. I was here <laughs> in Northwest. I went to Howard and I partied and we were introduced in a way, I met him at a club, like type of situation. Same. Yeah, I met him at Republic <laughs> Gardens, literally. And I wasn't interested then. And then it was like a circle back later and we just kind of vibed and it worked, whatever. But I changed as a person to be in that relationship and I wasn't being myself. I was very unhappy to live in suburbia. It was miserable for me to live way out in Woodbridge, West Bubble, whatever. And I'm used to being in DC, in Northwest running streets. Now I got a kid and I'm way out. Um, I didn't have too much of a problem with the domesticated parts of things. I love to cook. I love to bake. I love to do stuff for the kids. I love having the birthday parts. I loved all that stuff, but I just felt like the partnership that was there wasn't to what I wanted. And I didn't speak up and voice enough that I was displeased, but I knew that I was displeased before I married him and I still went ahead and married him. Okay. Hence the trust your gut. Cause when I asked you, what did you learn most about yourself? Trust my gut. So. Yes. I knew. <laughs> but you changed. I changed. I did. I, I, I morphed. I coalesced. I. Why would you do that? Because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. The societal pressures. The societal pressures of you have, you have this baby. Y'all have this baby now. What y'all going to do? Go get a big ass house. 
Oh, get a house. Go live out West Bubble somewhere where you know you don't want to live. And do all the things that you really not necessarily are ready to do at 25 years old and be with a person that you're not necessarily, you know, it just, it wasn't there. And that's, I hold myself accountable for not speaking up early enough and just walking away with the child and understanding that, okay, it might be a little bit difficult for me and that I can't really worry about being judged about being a single mom. Because when you say to trust your gut, here's why I'm going to add a bunch of shit after that. Okay. Trust my gut because I knew that nigga wasn't shit anyway. <laughs> right? And like you're saying, I'm a man of peace, but this motherfucker over here yelling all the goddamn time and I don't like yelling. So it, the, the, the things that you're saying you've learned about yourself mm-hmm. is kind of like, it's like when you, uh, it's kind of like when you go to, when you have a uh, interview and they say, tell me a weakness and you actually make a strength, strength. a weakness. <laughs> Because you don't want to, you yeah. it, it's, it's just shit that you learn. Tell me something. Oh, I work too hard. <laughs> and it's like, oh, when I focus on something, it's just like I'm a pit bull. Like, I can't stop. I'll be up until ten o'clock in, in at night trying to get this resolved. I felt like that was. I don't know what that means. Let but, me expound on mine. Okay, James. It, it wasn't because I'm not trying to sit here and say that she's a bad person. Uh, she's my son's mom. And she is happily married right now. They have a beautiful child together and they seem to make a great union. Those two pieces of the puzzle, you put those together, him and her, that makes, that works. Yeah, yeah. It it seemed to work. Me and her, she and I together did not work. I'm not saying it just didn't work. I was young and dumb. I said I was young and dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got married because I was young and dumb and I was still young and dumb during the marriage. You know what I mean? So I, there's a lot of decisions that if placed in that type of environment today, that will be able to navigate that a different way and maybe make it work so on and so forth, whatever. I know how to, you know, deal with a woman or how to deal with a man much more, pause, much more now than I did back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those two, those ingredients, her and me, put them in a pot together, and it don't. Yeah, it's not a, a good look when 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 um, put in a, a shot glass. But that combination on a plate with some other stuff might work out. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. We've raised a a, a a brilliant child together, who is now you know what I'm saying doing great out here in the world. So there's a lot of upside to what we had, but working in that kind of environment together wasn't good looking. And, and, and again, and I, I didn't hear you say, by the way, I want to make sure that I'm clear that you, that you were saying what I think I was looking for from that answer of what you guys learned about yourself mm-hmm. is something that you kind of like either didn't know before or that <laughs> was revealed in the process of taking stock and inventory of all of what was going on and that that, that kind of like led up to it. So to give, I think what I learned most from my marriage was how scared I just am in general with shit. And I didn't know how much I played games before that 
divorce. And I was like, damn, I'm really full of shit. Like on a high, at a high level full of shit. I did, I was so used to playing games and bullshitting um, that it didn't really come out until I started like going to therapy and talking about shit and why did I do this and why did I make this decision to go over here and, 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 and you know, all of that old kind of stuff. It was, it was glaring to me post-marriage just how full of shit that I was. This, this happened immediately after your divorce? You had this? Um, nah, it, it was, this way after? it was about, so maybe around like, so we got married when I was 30 and we got technically divorced. Y'all know where Herndon is, right? Yes. Yes. We went to the um, lawyer, signed the divorce papers. I walked from the clock tower of Herndon to DC down 66. And I spent that whole day, that whole time walking back, just contemplating. I was like, I gotta get my shit together. I gotta get my shit together. Oh, you wild, son. Like, this is crazy. They let you walk on 66? Nobody pulled you over? On the side. Yep, I just- Nobody pulled you over. (laughs) No, nobody, nobody pulled me. I I got you, yeah. So it was after this, so it was probably around like two years, because we had about a year and a half go by of doing it, of of, of going through the divorce, who gonna keep what and blah, 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 and all that shit. And um, yeah, that's what I that's what I learned most about me out of that scenario. I didn't necessarily do anything about it per se, because mm-hmm. um, fear very much still dominates a large part of my life, and I and I have to be mindful of how I'm responding um, or how the fear is showing up. But back then, it was just something I was really fucking blind to. Um, I mean, if you if you want to, I didn't answer the question in the context you just stated, yeah. right? Um, but if you if if you want to answer the question in um, with the whole uh, accountability umbrella, right? Is that I had no idea how to be a husband. I had no idea how to how to. Um, how to interact with a woman on that level. I had no clue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is me, me, I had just taken my Shahada before we got, I just became Muslim right before we got, Okay. before we got married, married, because I was in Kuwait. And when I was in Kuwait, this is when I embraced Islam, right? So when I came back, her, I uh, went to a conference and her stepfather gave me my shahada. Shahada is your declaration. Okay. Shahada is what we were kind of talking about. You standing in front of your tribe saying this is what I am, right? Fresh she was born she was born Muslim. Right? So funny enough, there was no influence. She handled that really well like a G. No influence from her for me to be Muslim ever. I had to go to Kuwait military and then I learned about it. So here's this fresh Muslim we gotta pray five times a day. We gotta go to the masjid. We gotta do all these. Th- we gotta do all these different things. She like, I'm not waking up at five. Not to put her business out there, but I'm not, we all did it. I'm not waking up at five o'clock in the morning to make to pray. I'm not. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm. I don't. I'm not doing this, and I'm not doing that. And I'm like, well, we gotta do that. You know, God says we have to do it. I was gung ho because you was newbie. I was a newbie. Yeah, I was a newbie, son. You know what I'm saying? So this that's a recipe for destruction. 
You go back to the marriage, the day we got married in the mansion in Brooklyn, and when Imam Siraj, who was her stepfather, when he said, you know, she looked at me, he said, you know, whatever the vows were, you take, you know, just, it's not like traditional, but, and then he went to her and he used that, that, um, that key word, um, be Sub- obedient. Submit? No, oh, obedient. obedient. Right? Mm. Which is a contextual word, you know, it depends on how you use that. She did this. <laughs> it was all <laughs> back then. That shit manifested. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. If you could go back or the quantum leap, go back and say and, and relive that moment, you get up and walk out because that's gonna be the case. But I would never do that because my son is here. I would never do that. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? So so yes, I had no clue. I was it was a recipe for disaster, man. I was like, yo, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. That's not how you deal with things. So I think that's huge to just some of the shit I think you gotta grow into, especially when you making those decisions to do it early like that. Mm-hmm. Um and when you and, and you had your peep your dad and all of that. But it, it's um Thank you for sharing that piece of it. Yeah. Because I, I, cause to me, I don't, I don't think that there was any wrong answer. I think it just depends on where your brain defaults to for a response. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and if that was where the default is, because um, my default is always accountability. It's always owning my shit. Like, that's my, not to say that's not y'all's, but mm-hmm. it's just how I'm wired to, like, answer questions. Like, I would never speak ill of my, not... Everything I'm saying ain't coming out right, but um, do y'all count? <laughs> this will sound fucked up. Do y'all count y'all first marriage? Absolutely. I have two beautiful daughters, and sometimes we have to all get together for functions, and he's present, and we just make it work however we do. We say what's up. We not up and, and keep on moving. And when I say count, by the way, it obviously it happened, right? But in, so when you, because when, when you guys were on your thing, you said, we've been married twice, as if what I'm, everything we said about our first marriage between all three of us, mm-hmm. and forgive me if I'm speaking on behalf, mm-hmm. I, just, I can't imagine it working. <laughs> like, and, and that's not a fault of marriage. Hey, just. That's a fault of 24, 30-year-old motherfuckers not knowing what they're doing, being extremely ill-equipped for for a task. Yes. I definitely feel like my second one didn't count, though. Oh. And my first one counted, just to answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my first one counted. My second one didn't count. Even my kids say that. So you guys, I don't count mine. Like that. How many years? I think I just learned today that he was married. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't count it. Oh wow. Because, because it, that should not count as marriage to me. Mm. What I did shouldn't even count. Why I did it. How long I was in it for? Months, right? This month. Yeah. Like. Mm, I didn't even try. I didn't okay. even think about doing it. it, it like it, that's 
that shouldn't count as a negative on marriage. Like based on what I did, why I honestly did it. So when you ask my, why do you get married? I didn't want her to leave me. That's bullshit. Bro, none of it is a negative. It's all experience. Yeah. It's none of it is a negative. Like that if I if I didn't meet her at the Ritz <laughs> that night, become friends, get married, have a child, all those things, I would have never met Trina. Like those all all everything that's happened in my life, that's why I look at it at least. Yeah. Everything I mean. that's happened in my life has led up to this moment, me sitting with y'all right here, right now. Mm. Facts. Yep, I was yeah. in Florida and came back. I know, I know. It's, <laughs> I know the answers. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know that. Y'all, y'all, y'all did a real, y'all tried, I feel. Like, y'all, 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 first one was a legit. Yeah, it was a legit. Touche. Yeah, touche. Yeah, like, touche. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't. I can't. I, yeah. I feel you. I'm not gonna say it's weird because she's a beautiful. It's so crazy talking about marriage and divorce because you're automatically including another person's yeah. business in it. And I think it's important to be mindful that when we're or, or to to yeah to to be mindful that when we're speaking, it's really just it's it's our purview. It's our feelings. It's. While we d- and it's not a knock on anybody else and whether something failed or whatever, it's just you know our our side. And and I think the reason why I, I, why I wanted to talk about it is just to hear people just talking about marriage, like failures and shit, like how you mm-hmm. persevere. And mm-hmm. to be an overachiever, I understand that I am. And for me to have <laughs> failed twice at it, let me tell you. That is the hardest thing. To be an overachiever, perfectionist, used to being the best at everything that you're doing and to fail at that, the way you beat yourself up, the internal conversation that you have with yourself about the failure is enough in of itself. Right there. Is that why our relationship is so great? That's why our relationship is so great. Because literally, I am a perfectionist and used to being the best of everything and to deal with that and go to therapy and bang that out and talk through that and understand it and like I said a lot of Florida water and submerging myself in the ocean to just let the shit go it it takes a lot so you mentioned something about your second marriage and I want to get to the second one you don't count it nah we don't count it because it really didn't last so we got married in February. By November, we were separated. Uh, some of my shit, like one yeah, of my yeah, moves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, ask Trina, why did you get married the second time? I honestly thought I was in love. <laughs> it was the complete opposite of my first marriage. I thought it made sense. I would not have thought that based on what you just said. Mm-hmm. Yep. How could, how could that feeling have taken such a turn in fucking nine months. You know, how many years did I know him for? I think I knew him for two and a half, three years or whatever. And um, I didn't realize that I didn't really know him, know him until we got married and moved to another state and then stuff started happening. And, you know, I found out he really didn't like me. <laughs> That's a real thing. <laughs> he really didn't like me. Like, for real, he didn't like me. 
He didn't like me. We don't speak. We have no communication whatsoever. He really did not like me. And he let me know. I honestly thought I was in love. Because he was so loving and caring and overbearing and all of these things that my first husband wasn't. And I'm coming from a place of trauma. I'm coming from a place of being, feeling discarded, feeling abandoned, trying to recover, all of these things. And then here comes this man who loves me, who helps me, who takes out the trash, washes the dishes, cooks for me. You know, not wines and dines so much, but just very attentive. My friend said he was a bum and he was just trying to get paid off of me, but I didn't really see that. I just thought he was really attentive and loving and caring and yeah. What did you learn most from that? Your answer, pay attention to signs and insecurities early and walk away. Yep. And that's what you learn most about yourself. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let me bring in your shit real quick. Cause I, I got, I got questions about that. <laughs> Why did you get married the second time, Brocky? What was your answer? I don't remember my answer, yo. Love. Same type of shit. Wow. We said the same, same thing? thing. Yeah. What was the cause for the second divorce? The relationship lacked affection, intimacy, and more. I was extremely unhappy, and that was unacceptable. What did you learn most about yourself from the second marriage that I refused to be unhappy? Now, how long were you married? You, you pulled a James. How long were you married? Second marriage was six and a half years. Okay. Six of those years, after six months is when I, when things, so I went through six years of trying. You got out of there. Well, yeah, whatever happened, I went through six years of trying to make that shit work, bro. Tried. I ain't pulling James, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that, that's rare. <laughs> and I'm a, Trina and I are in rare fire air. <laughs> but I mean, we, we, we tried to fix it at a moment. And then he just left. He just disappeared. He just straight up left me, and I didn't know where he was anymore. He just left. And then it was just, okay, well, I guess this is done. And then I moved back and filed legally. for. I started the process in Florida, but I wound up moving back to Virginia, and I filed for the divorce. Never heard from him, never showed up, never said anything. <clears throat> do y'all, do either of y'all see a pattern in the stuff that we're talking about? Well, I didn't know we both had that that answer. We, we, we yeah, thought- Yeah, similarities right there. Uh, yeah. The pattern that I'm, that, it's, it's um, the pattern that I'm seeing is that based on the failures of our first relationships, there were way few less, way fewer boxes to check for the other folks on the second relationship. Mm-hmm. And there were, um, Lessons not taken from the first relationship on both of our behalf going into the, the second relationship. Okay. That, that's based on what both she and I have said mm. uh, sitting here today. I, I noticed that. Mm. 
you're big on being happy, bro, and peace. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to... Your thing is trust. What has it been your biggest fight since y'all been together for two years? We haven't, we haven't had, had one. We haven't had one. We yet. haven't had one yet. Anything that you guys have seen that as a flag? Um, I haven't seen any red flags between it yet. Um, I won't close the kitchen cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it something that's like an absolute pet peeve to where like you're like oh this might? I mean, to be completely honest, in the beginning, I was like. I told y'all, I was like, yo, like real early on, like, yo, I don't know if I ever live with Shorty if she got that damn dog, yo. <laughs> I knew so, the dog was So the dog, the dog is the dog was a thing for me. But then, and it's not necessarily <clears throat> just her dog. It's any dog. It's a, a, the dog, because I've had dogs. Okay. And, you know, then I lived the dog lifestyle, and I lived the, you know, the no dog lifestyle. And I'm like, it's no dog and no kid and no dog lifestyle time. <laughs> and then let's add on all the other shit. But it's a, it, we, I'm just, this is really lighthearted right now because the, you know, it's a non-factor at this point. It's just one of those things. Yeah, that's just yeah. Like, this nigga gonna be around, so it is what it is. <laughs> Do you feel you're making a lot of concessions so that you can be happy? Nah. You just, so everything just feels natural? Yeah, yeah, we good. Like, Trina, um... She's fantastic. Like all of the things that I like, we we connect on so many levels, yo. Like hip hop, you know, hip hop is my life, yeah. right? So to connect on that level, I told you, I don't even know if I told you this. I was like, sometimes I feel like she might be lying to me. There's no way she knew that sample came from this song. But she be knowing oh, shit. Oh, you yo. know samples? Yeah, she be knowing I samples. I hip-hop. My she, dad used to DJ when I was little. I listened to hip-hop. I listened to Red Alert. I listened to the original rap stars from Long Island. She Eric knows, B. She knows, B. Eric B. I, I, I loved hip-hop. That's all I grew up in. And I wasn't literally saying she's lying. I was just joking. I got you. Of course. Yeah. But, but, yeah, we connect on a lot of levels. Now, I've met people in, in my life Older folks that I've talked to that said, just a couple, man, just a couple that said that their them and their spouse have never had an argument. And I remember them saying that. I remember one of them was at that job that I told you I sat outside of and called my dad. And he said he and his wife had never had an argument. He was up in his, you know, 60s then. And I didn't know that was possible. And I'm not saying that we never will, right. but we haven't. And it's yeah. not an effort because I'm yeah. not into that. Ayana Gregory said that she never seen her dad and her mom argue. They were married Word. for over 60 yeah, yeah. some years. She said Word. she had never seen them argue one time. Wow. I, I don't necessarily wow. think not arguing is a good or bad thing. I think when I think about sustainability, like long term, I'm always curious to see how I disagree. And people say, hey, how do you guys get along? I want to know how we fight, too. I want to know, like, when those triggers are triggered, right. what does that reaction look like in that other person? And what does that look like in me? And, and how, 
how much do how many how much do I feel like I'm adjusting at the sake of peace? And not to say that that's wrong, but but two years and you guys haven't had any any anything like that. It, it's a and for that other stuff to be so present in the other relationships. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So do you? You said you want to see how a person fights. Is it? Is that just because it's a woman? And that might sound crazy, but I'm asking nah, do too. Do too. Yeah. Because I've never had fights with Joe. I've never had fights with Donnie. I've never had fights with Dex. I've never had fights with my my closest friends. It's only a very small amount, and we've been friends for. I'm 47. You know what I'm saying? Me and Dex were friends when we was five years old. I can see. I, and fight might not necessarily be the best word. How do you respond when you triggered? That's probably a better word. Okay, I can dig that. So that's probably a better phrase, rather. So I got, because I got homeboys. I got my best friend, me and him may never argue, but I have had homeboys arguments with, with people. But just because we argue don't mean we ain't cool. But if we arguing, motherfucker, are you flaring up like you want to fight? Are you talking about my mama? Are you talking about you ain't going to pay me money back that you owe me? Like whatever it is... Let me just see what that, how does that, you know, show up and. Yeah, we haven't. There's, there hasn't. Yeah, I don't know if there's, you might have, you might have had triggering moments that I don't know about. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the, I, the, I, know. I, there hasn't. I mean, if we ever had to have a conversation about anything, we have, we, it. We have it. Is that because it's, is that normal in y'all relationships? I'm very non-confrontational. So in, in the past with the relationships that I was in where they were confrontational like that, I, I couldn't do it. it, not it get, just, let's not get it twisted. Trina's spicy, though. I've seen her on the phone with some airlines and shit. And some people who don't do what she needed to do. She let them have it. Yeah. So I don't think <laughs> yeah, she's doing there. it for the sake of peace, as he's saying. Yeah. I know I'm not. Um, so the spice is there. Yeah, but yeah, why not live in peace, man? Yeah. We haven't had to have a fight yet. No, there's nothing. Like they, there's nothing. There hasn't been anything. So when you made the statement, because what I think, here's what I was thinking in the email, in the in the in the post. We will do whatever it takes. What was the phrase? Let me see if I can go back and. Oh, um, we will. We will always we will. put the effort into making things be what we want them to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm assuming that was said in the first marriage, to some degree. Not for me. Not for me. Okay. I'm assuming that was said in the second marriage. No. So no. y'all got y'all got married twice and never <laughs> and never said that I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. No. Uh, I <laughs> I felt that because in the second marriage I stayed married for six and a half years, and like I said. Things went south within six months, so I. But I didn't know how to do it. Like I thought, well, let's go buy a bigger house and let's go get a dog and let's go get another dog and let's do all these things. I still didn't have the knowledge. Like that piece that I said in that, you know, that what I said in that piece is recent knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's marriage. The thing that the the, the the thing that you described that you're going to do is what marriage is. 
No? Yeah. Yeah. So we, ain't miss, we missed that. But we didn't do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, we didn't. Okay. No. So how can we count it? Duh, son. Because, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Y'all got living human beings walking around with social security numbers and shit. I'm not. So. Because you learn something. Because here's the situation. case for marriage. Mm-hmm. From, my, from my standpoint. What we're calling marriage is not a practice of marriage. It's a practice of something else. Maybe conditional agreement. When you make a statement with somebody that says, we're going to do whatever it takes to make it work or to solve a problem, that's marriage. Now, that might not necessarily be what we did in our marriages. For whatever reason, maybe we didn't know what the purpose of it was or maybe like the the answers that we gave, none of them really reflected back to what we feel like our purpose of marriage is, really, for the most part. So I think if we, because you said we've both done it twice. Well, did you, though? Maybe you're going to say, yeah. And I agree. I'm not going to take anything away from it. Yeah, it was I, something. I think this might be some form of the highest Based on what you're saying, if you're saying these things weren't present in the first two, because when I heard it, I know y'all don't have no issues. Mm-hmm. But my case is for the mar- is for marriage. Mm-hmm. It's for the is for what this thing stands for that we're just so loosely getting in and out of. Yeah. Okay. And everybody has legitimate reasons for why they leaving. Legitimate. You know, but we're entering into the joints with a with a with a with a framework with metrics that aren't even designed to like really make it work. Well, you don't know. You don't know. And it's not time. like our elders are helping us with getting through it. They're not giving the I don't know if there's a there's not a marriage toolkit per se, but what we what I've watched marriages in my family I mean for those who stayed together it hasn't exactly been the recipe for success and there's not like there's an open dialogue of this is you know do you think about this have you tried this are you considering this are you thinking about that those conversations they're not happening what has stood out to me I think more than anything is how we're calling it marriage because we got up and went through the process of getting married Mm -hmm. The kids are beautiful. Obviously, we wouldn't change any of that. But I don't I don't feel like what we're describing as marriage now, having done it and having. I don't feel like those. You might have. Okay, let's 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 do this. Let's do this. Maybe you have a point, right? Because. A marriage is a relationship. Right. At the end of the day, it's Mm -hmm. a relationship. And let's say, let's, let's take it further and say it's a relationship on a romantic level. Let's just use the word romantic. It might be a, a, a better word. Okay. A romantic level. There's people, I don't know how many boyfriends you may have had from, you know, whatever, whenever you started trying to be fast. I was <laughs> in sixth grade for me, right? Girlfriends, here, girlfriend, here, girlfriend, girlfriend. They all, they all fail for particular reasons, whatever those reasons were. Mm-hmm. This, this, these are all just relationships. Yeah. 
at any point, one of those, depending on what culture you're talking about, not ours, but at any yeah. point, one of those relationships is going to turn into a marriage. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, this relationship that I'm in, wow, this might be, this might be enough for me to stand in front of my tribe mm-hmm. and say, this is what we're doing. A uh, couple years later, I was wrong about that. <laughs> I was wrong about that. Another relationship happens. You meet people. That's not worthy. That's not worthy. That's not worthy. Here's another person. Wow. You know, she's not all these things that my first marriage was. She's not, this is not that. This is this. It's, it's, it's you know, then you might ignore some red flags and shit. And you might, you know, whatever. Let me stand in front of my tribe. Six and a half years later. Eh, yeah, well, you know, some good times, some bad times, but that wasn't it. It just didn't last the test of time. And that's how, this is relationships, bro. You and I are always going to put effort into making this be whatever we want it to be. It's just a relationship. You just happen to be a male and she's a woman that I interact with on a different plane than I interact with any other human being on this planet. And, and that's, that's it. Yeah. But it relates, so I hear what you're saying and I agree with the exception. A marriage is different than a relationship though. And I think that everything that we're, we've been describing relationships that just so happen to have a certificate of marriage. Like what your parents have, bro, that's a fucking marriage. Now, I don't, again, I know we're talking about different eras and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know how people can have three kids outside and still make that shit work. You know what I'm saying? I don't, but whatever your mom and dad had to, to, to muster up, to persevere through that, your mom probably would have been well within her right to just bounce out. But does it mean that you have to suffer while you're in marriage? So the suffering is an individual decision. At some point in time, his mom, I'm not speaking for, I'm a bit, but at some point in time, her, his mom had to say, I have to take responsibility for my own feelings. I made this decision. I chose to stay in this shit for whatever reason, and I'm not going to be miserable for the rest of my life, even though I made a decision to do this. So every now and then, I might look over at that nigga and feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, when, that, when, the, when this half-brother call or sister call, I might feel a motherfucking certain way, even after 40-something years of this shit already happening. But she stayed, and so I feel like a part of it is owning the perception of what suffering and disappointment and all of that kind of stuff is and use that the people who they are today, I don't feel like they would have been those people without persevering through. There's something about that fire. There's something about that discomfort that we throw the tile in at a certain point. Now, again, I know I'm, I know I'm painting with a broad brush, but I feel like when the option of divorce is available, I feel like it makes us, we give up a lot sooner than what I feel like we should. 
and 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 there's there's room for a divorce in any situation. I just feel like I feel like as people we give up a lot sooner. We got into these joints that we didn't really know what the fuck we was doing. We calling it marriage and then using that as the framework of what marriage is and whether or not like this might be the healthiest relationship you guys have ever been in. Haven't I said that? <laughs> and and so the the negative ones prepared you for it and they were necessary but maybe you guys are at a point now in your lives where you can actually come together in in the ways that really truly reflect what a marriage is and stands for in a way that you haven't before I mean there's a lot of life lessons um, that we learned through both of our paths. And so when we came together, it was just like, look, this is what it is. <laughs> I, I've been divorced, so that, and I was so happy when he shared that with me because I was like, oh, so he gets it. Mm-hmm. He totally gets it. There's not much that I have to explain because he already, he's been through it too. He knows and he gets it. And that was that was a different starting point for both of us than any of the other relationships. What do you, go ahead. What is divorce? What is it? Yeah, what I, is it? I feel like divorce is an acknowledgement that you are no longer committed. It's like being in a car and choosing to get out. Okay. So how does, how does that differentiate from wanting to remove yourself from any situation in life? Like, what is, is that because of you, you standing in front of your tribe and saying, this is what we are? It's is, the, is it, that the heaviness? It's that, the commitment. I feel like, especially when you get married, you don't know where it's going to go. You can't know because there's another person. And when you do that, you basically say, I don't give a fuck where we're going to a degree in terms of having a clear vision on what the outcome is. You just know that you're, that you, you, you're connected to this person in pursuit of bringing whatever that future state is, no matter what it is. But everybody gotta be on the same page about that. So, so, so in this, but they, this is, these are new, metrics that 40, 50 years, you're not going to always be on the same page. Y'all unique, right? Y'all ain't even argued in two years. I, I already start my butt. I got buttons and all kind of shit. So I'm, I'm a walking fucking button. So, <laughs> um, but you veer who you are today may not necessarily be the person that you're going to be at 55 or at 60. So how do you plan for that? How do you, how do you look today? Like me and my woman going to get married. So I'll be 46 in a couple months. What am I going to look like at, at 56, at 66? I think I'm going to know, but do I really? And if I don't, and what if I change? Do I leave? What if she changes? Does she leave? 
But nah, I mean, not necessarily, bro. Everybody, because, you expect to grow and change. Right, and then when you're in this union, yeah. we're already in it. Yeah. Y'all are already in it. Yeah. Right, y'all just, what y'all, what you're going to eventually do, according to our definition that I agree with that you laid down, was that you're going to let everybody know that this is, this is our union, this is what we're doing going forward, and now I'm involving you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But you guys already have the union, so your growth pause is is gonna be together. Mm-hmm. Y'all, your your growth, your trajectory changed once you decided that this is the person that I'm gonna be with. Your trajectory changed, bro. Like you can grow into a whole. If you never met her, if I met never met Trina, to speak for myself, I never met Trina. Who knows where the fuck I would be right now, or where I would be. Five years ago could be completely different than where I'm going to be five years ago now that I'm with her. So what if she changes? We gonna be changing it's together, expected. bro. Okay, okay, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Things, that but that's why. So when we're saying you got to be on the same page, somebody has to. There, there's a constant state of acquiescence to Maybe a degree. Maybe what I mean by the same page is the same page in, in relation to respect. Um, in relation to honoring each other's feelings and values and recognizing that I'm not going to step out on you in this relationship. But what if you do? That's something you got to deal with. That's something you have to deal with. It's not promised, right? I think we do the best. Obviously, we've had life experiences which give us opportunity to... Evaluate things with a broader, mm-hmm. in a broader manner, but none of it is like guaranteed. None, zero, none. And I think that's that's a part of the fucking beauty of the marriage, because it's not guaranteed. It would be so much easier to get married, bro, if you could guarantee all of this shit. Well, of course, nothing is guaranteed, but it can't be guaranteed. But we. We've got to understand, I think we understand that we're not going to step out and be out here in the streets behind each other's backs. Yeah. It's just something that we're not going to do. That's a commitment that we're making to each other. Yeah. I got you. Period. We never even, we've never even uttered those words to each other. Yeah. That's the commitment that, that we've made to each other. Yeah. And I think, and so, and I think this is probably more for other people because we are at a different point in our lives and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're 30, Oof, 30. 25, Oof. having these conversations with people and people are refe- professing what they never going to do and how they never going to do it and this and all that kind of, all kind of shit, right? <laughs> I think we can say it with a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. a little bit more certainty yeah. than the 25-year-old us, mm-hmm. m- maybe. But 25. the purpose is the same, though, if you're going to get married. I don't know what you're you doing. mean like the intentions? Yeah. 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 What do y'all tell y'all kids about marriage? Don't until you're like, please have some life living, some life experiences. I want my daughters to live abroad. I want them finish your degrees, go out, establish your careers and yourselves before you delve into something as serious as a marriage. Yes, you can date. Yes, you're gonna break up. Uh, nothing is solidified. You are too young right now. Live a little. An experienced life. That's what I tell them. I mean, both of them are like, I ain't getting married, mom. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But that's what I tell them. I, I don't speak 
ill of marriage. I tell them I still believe in love. I think that it's possible for everyone, but that they need to take their time and really get to know a person and understand you know, where they are in themselves before they can be with somebody else. How important are your emotions and how, how important do you feel emotions should be in a decision to get married? It's more than emotions because you're looking at lifelong commitment. You're looking at financials. You're looking at business agreements. You're looking at all these things. There's so much more than emotion. Love ain't going to just do it. But, but that's a 40 something year old year old answer but i want to bestow that on my 20 something so that they understand that it's more than just oh i'm in love and all this stuff and i'm mm -mm, that that ain't gonna do it i i haven't I'm